This area loves WCSU students, so they are here to meet you and talk to you, absolutely. Welcome to WCSU 411, a podcast about interesting people and achievements at Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and today we're on the Midtown campus in the basement of Whitehall with Kathleen Lindenmeyer, the director of the WestCon Career Success Center. We'll talk about what the center does to help students get internships and jobs while they're at the university and then after they graduate. Following that is our weekly chat with Barbara Viegas of the Student Government Association, who will go over the calendar of upcoming events. But first, here's Kathleen Lindenmeyer. Kathleen, thanks for being with us today on WCSU 411. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for asking me. It's my pleasure. Uh, you've been so busy here at the university since you've been uh, working as director of Career Success Center here at the university. How long has it been since August? Uh, since last summer. It was kind of a soft opening. I had the opportunity to take a couple of last-minute trips with the business school that mm. we had set up when I had worked there for about two years. But So it's been roughly 18 months. Oh, okay. A very busy 18 months. Yes. You're one of the busiest people on campus. <laughs> there's no question. And you've been working to give students the best opportunity to uh, find really good employment after they graduate, and even actually while they're in, uh, going to school here in internships and co-ops, isn't that right? That's right. Um, what we're trying to do is help the students understand a little bit more about themselves, understand the options that are out there, and give them all the tools that they need to create their path, mm -hmm. create their life. And ideally... As soon as a student starts taking classes as a freshman, they would uh, start visiting your office, right, and learning about what they can do and the act, what they have access to. Absolutely. It's starting early is essential. And we've been able to work with a lot of the faculty today to try to get some presence uh, into some of the uh, uh, introductory uh, classes. Um, so we go into all kinds of classes, not only just freshman, freshman through senior, but I really like going into the freshman classes because we're able to make a much bigger impact to give the students and arm them with, with what they need to make some very important decisions over the four years that they're here, or, or more, however long. For, for those of us, it took more than four, right. and I was one of those. Yep. What uh, So the things you want them to think about are not only what they are considering for a career when they graduate, but um, they can experiment, too, and try a couple of different things or more than two things uh, uh, in internships while they're here. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If a lot of our students should be seeing around the campus are our branding, which really it has a lot to do with um, what we are trying to show them is the process for how to discover. It all starts with discovery. Discovery a little bit more about themselves, about the opportunities, about jobs, about occupations. Discover how to do things. Discover what's here for them at WCSU. Uh, and then we say experience, experience not just in the classroom, but experiencing getting out there in internships, uh, in clubs, uh, in faith-based groups, in volunteering, all kinds of things. It's, that experience is so essential. 
and then creating creating their their network, their resume, their LinkedIn profile. They actually have to jump into creating, creating themselves um, and all those things that people see about them and then activating, uh, activating their career, activating through uh, career. Um, not, I mean, not so, so much the career events, but getting out there and applying for jobs, the career fairs, the exploration. Um, there's a lot of ways to activate that. So we, we try to show students that that is a process that continues lifelong, but it needs to start immediately. And some of some many students, I think, uh, are kind of afraid of it. It's um, nerve wracking and uh, anxiety producing, but you help them through that, too. Absolutely. We do. Uh, we try to make ourselves as accessible as we possibly can. So, so much of what we have is online. So if they're not ready to come in and actually physically meet with us, they can do it online. We do workshops all the time. We've added all kinds of new, we added 16 new workshops just this semester just to be more accessible for the career service 101 kinds of basic things. We have drop-in hours every day. So if they just even want to come in for, we pick two hours every day, Wednesday, this evening is uh, uh, evening hours. So we try to be as accessible as we possibly, and then one-on-one, if a student wants to come in and do a one-on-one with uh, one of my, either myself or somebody who's the lead for their school, they are more than welcome to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And you reach out to the businesses in the community or employers in the community and uh, try to make it as easy as possible for them to find a student for whatever, an internship or a job, right? Absolutely. That's a huge, huge part of it. And the other thing I'll just throw out there is the alums. We, mm. are, we are one of the few schools that give lifetime use of the career uh, center. So uh, we also work with our uh, alumni um, uh, leaders here to mm-hmm. try to make sure that that word gets out. But the, the, can't, can't talk enough about what we have done and really what we need to even do more out with the community. We've got to get ourselves uh, out there and really even more proactively find those opportunities that are hidden uh, and bring them to our students. And, and we do that uh, both personally, one-to-one, as well as through our software, because our, our uh, uh, the employers have access to Westcon Works, mm-hmm. where they can personally uh, not only represent themselves and tell about their business, but they can also post full-time, part-time, internship, all kinds of positions. Right. So they can do that online without really even talking to you if they don't That's have the correct. time, right? That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Sometimes we'll sponsor them. They'll come in for career fairs, but we'll also have them represent themselves maybe at a table. We'll sponsor them wherever they want, depending on what they're looking for, just for information. Or if they want to come in and actually do interviews. We actually do have hmm. some employers that come and actually do interviews or just, uh, I've got one uh, employer right now that likes to come in uh, once a week hmm. and just talk to students and mentor them and give them ideas about how to prepare for uh, certain industries. No kidding. Man, do students make appointments with this person or they just show up actually i do have those i I, they can sign up in westcon works i I put their hours when they're there just so they know that that opportunity is there for them Hmm. that is a great opportunity i would think and so you do a lot of programming on campus all the time but uh, you got a big thing coming up at the end of february beginning of march called career week networking blitz right yes Career Week, we're excited about this because this is an opportunity for students 
to meet directly with alums, especially alums who are employers. Uh, we thought we'd make it easy and kind of kind of give that first introduction. Uh, what do we have in common? We both went to WCSU. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, this is an opportunity to not only make the connection, but back that up. We actually also have that week two special networking sessions, um, learning how to network. Um, actually, on Monday, the 26th of February, we have a 90-minute natural networking session. And that's an opportunity for students to just get familiar with the idea that you network all life long, that everybody has to network. And then uh, the last uh, night of the, of the week, so that'll be on March 1st, that evening, uh, we're also having another uh, networking uh, teaching session. Actually, it's a very interactive session. Um, it's taught by uh, uh, Lauren Margolis of Training and Leadership Success, an outstanding uh, facilitator that we've had here before and for other events last year, um, sponsored by Praxair. Same as the, this particular one will be as well. And uh, this is an opportunity right after that 90-minute, this is how you work more the finer points of networking, you actually get a chance to do it. Mm -hmm. Then we'll have an hour of networking with alums. Um, and these alums are, it's going to be a speed networking. So you got to move, you got to learn how to introduce yourself, but you're going to learn how to do all these tools. And by the end of it, they'll leave with a full, as we used to call a Rolodex, whatever that is today, but it's a whole list of uh, uh, friends and, uh, uh, and contacts and potentially leads. I guarantee you a couple of kids are going to walk out of there with the possibility of internships or jobs. Mm-hmm. And networking, I just think, is uh, the most important and uh, the best way to get employed and find other uh, job opportunities. It's talking to people and uh, building trust with people instead of sending your resume to somebody who doesn't know you can misinterpret what you write or uh, not understand what you're writing or Absolutely. all sorts of things. Yep, that, that you, you hit the nail on the head. That's, that's exactly what it is. There's um, so much of what we tell students you likely will not find the job without doing the network first because life is about connections. Mm -hmm. Getting a job is all about connections. So just throwing out that resume, um, especially if it hasn't been reviewed by the Career Success Center, um, is is, uh, you just increase your chances by getting out there. And we can help you with strategies, with with showing you what to say, um, how to go out and strategically look at the field out there and how to at least try it experience it prototype it get out there get out there and do life right some students I talk to and young people I talk to say you know networking isn't fair because you get a job say because you're uh, friends with somebody or you're you meet somebody that your dad introduces you to and so you're really not playing on a level field and I don't want to do that But I try to explain to them that's not what it is. That's not what networking is. It doesn't give you a fair, you don't get a job because uh, that you don't deserve just because you know someone. Right, right. Well, because there's so much more that that goes into that. Because somebody is not going to say just because you know them, you're necessarily going to get the job. But if you happen to be the one out front that shows the initiative to show your interest, ask the right strategic questions, and show how you have the skills that that employer is actually looking for, 
you can't help but because of that relationship uh, be among the top candidates. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how you're going to get it, but it certainly will give you the uh, the inside um, kind of the inside baseball. And that doesn't happen. Baseball doesn't happen because you're you're a bad player. You know, if you mm-hmm. you have to show that you at least have the skills. But when you're out there, you can hit it out of the park by making those contacts. And as you said, it's something you can do the rest of your life and should do the rest of your life. And you see adults, middle-aged and older, who don't, have never networked and they don't know how and it terrifies them. And they're never going to be able to get that next good job for that reason, I think. Well, not only that, but our students have what I call the great get-out-of-jail-free card. They can go up to any of these people and say, I'm a student. I have got some great questions. I'm on, I'm on the hunt for a, a, an occupation or career, and these are the things that I'm looking at. I would love your opinion on how you got to where you are, what your advice might be on what I might kind of do. I'd love you to maybe take a look at my resume because I'm looking at working in the field. There's a million ways to slice this. And when you say that you're a student, I tell you, Everybody loves to help a student. Mm -hmm. So take advantage of it while you can, because while you're here, this is the time to maximize that opportunity. That's right. And so the speed dating employment thing, do you still have have all the slots filled with uh, employers? Not yet. We could use a few more employers. We'd love to have, um, you know, especially the alums, Mm -hmm. especially the alums. We really want alums who kind of have their heart in here to make connections with our students and uh, we'd love to have it. We, we, it's, it's what we're calling a mocktail hour. So we'll have uh, food. So it's going to be kind of a fun evening. So after the students have you know, had their uh, networking session where they've kind of learned how to network, we're going to go directly into doing the actual networking. And so it's that last hour that we'll be bringing in alumni. And we'd love to have more. The more, the merrier. That's good. So you've been doing this for uh, 18 months or so, and uh, were you a career um, success person before? I mean, what's your uh, background in that? Well, um, yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent 26 years in the United States Navy prior to coming to WCSU. Uh, when I retired, I had no idea what I was going to be when I was going on to my next life. So coming back to Connecticut, which is uh, where my home is, I live up in Kent, I decided that uh, Westcon, I'd always heard great things about it, so I thought I'd go and start changing kind of my own lingo and learning a little bit more about the business side of things. So went through the MBA program and Right before I got out of the MBA program, they had hired me uh, into the business school. But while I was on active duty, I was an intelligence officer, which was fascinating. To this day, I still say I had so many jobs that I was just pinching myself. I couldn't believe some of the amazing places that I've been and people that I've met. But I also spent a bit of that time working on the manpower, personnel, training, and education side of the intelligence communities. So did, did that quite a bit for the Navy. Some of it with the uh, National uh, Department of Defense uh, intelligence structure. So uh, absolutely loved what I did, loved the people. And a lot of what I did is very similar to the kinds of things that I'm doing now. And I tell you, people don't think there's a lot of entrepreneurial things going on in the Department of Defense, but oh my goodness, we had to do that all the time. And I was free to kind of create. And I think we did, we created a lot of really cool things. 
and uh, I'm just happy to be back and uh, you know based upon some of the things that I learned about how to get jobs done uh, we're here to get a job done and our job is to make every single student that who wants to uh, have all the tools they need to be successful out there in, in the uh, in, in their own marketplace whatever that may be mm-hmm. yeah, and you got you ended up getting your MBA here yes I did Yep, very proud to be a WCSU uh, graduate. I'm very excited about that. And, and, and knowing the professors has helped me quite a bit, actually, even in this job. So mm-hmm. I've become familiar with what's in the business school. And a lot of the things that we did while I was in the business school was to make connections with other parts of the university as well. Uh, very proud of that was a lot of um, other initiatives that the university had. So um, I'm just really, I'm really proud to be part of this university and helping some really amazing and very deserving students that are in this area. Mm-hmm. I've seen you uh, rework uh, the, uh, the career center and uh, do some really amazing things there. So we're happy to have you here too. Thank you. Uh, regarding your intelligence career, is there anything kind of secrets you can tell us about <laughs> the last uh, the 26 years you were in? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, no, unfortunately not. Can't, can't do that. You know, a lot of what you, I tell you, one thing that I use just all the time, and you know, whether you even just, it's not that it's intelligence work, is, is just learning how to discern uh, truth from untruth. Hmm. You know, and that was a lot of what we did. I spent about as much time especially when I, a lot of what I did was I had a lot of direct interaction with some very, very senior officers. So we had to kind of know when to spin them down and when to spin them up. And most of what we did did was spinning people down. And there's a lot of data and information out there, as we all know. And I know a lot of this has become very much at the forefront of a lot of things, even political. But uh, just... You know, be curious. You know, biggest advice I could give is get out there and really understand why things are, kind of understand what those filters are in the kinds of information. You even have to do this in a career. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to kind of look at the context of what kind of careers are out there and where they're heading and, and what kind of future is out there for you. The average student today, when they get out, there are jobs that haven't even been invented yet. And they're just being invented now, and those are going to turn over in another five to ten years. It's, it's what technology has done is just blown open, I think, opportunity. Um, students today are probably going to be looking at somewhere between eight and 14, 15 different jobs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be turning over. They're going, they're, they stay in one area for a couple of years, but then they realize either that the industry is changing or whatever. They're going to move up. They're going to move over. They're going to be a lot more mobile than those of us that started our careers back in the 70s, 70s 80s, and 90s right. um, are going to have. So in, in one way, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And you really, as long as you prepare yourself to be changing and flexible, then uh, I think it's good if you look back I don't know. When I first started, it's uh, you could still th- imagine yourself being in a place f- for your entire career. You knew people who did that. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I just don't think it happens anymore. And mm-hmm. you can't. It's it, for those who think they're going to be. It's a big shock. It's better not to be shocked. Absolutely. Not, but but if you learn to adapt, mm-hmm. and and that that's another huge skill. Uh, to be able to adapt and learn, learn from where you are, but uh, wherever you are, kind of see what, try to look to the future, try to look to the future and uh, work. If you have those other just basic skills, like learning how to communicate with people, uh, learning how to do, be really good in teamwork, 
uh, learn a little bit about the technology that you need. If you have those basic skills, and you know, the more you, you look for advice, ask for advice, um, you'll adapt. Mm-hmm. You'll adapt, and you'll be able to see your way through an actually progression if that's what you truly want to do. Uh, or the way we're seeing a lot today is there's a lot of occupations that are kind of merging together. You know, you're seeing the clash of of one kind of. Um, uh, you know, whether it's you know, seeing it right now with what we're doing, whether the whole, you know, communications and even our whole major here for uh, the DEMA major. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- these, these are a clash of all kinds of incredible technologies and, you know, tradition of what was, that was there. And you know, I think if you students kind of keep that in mind as they're going forward, uh, they'll adapt. They'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And DEMA, the major stands for uh, design, uh, information, M something. Yes. <laughs> I think it's digital information. Oh, that's right. Yeah, digital information and, um, uh, yeah, the other two. We're gonna have, we'll have to get <laughs> Right. But really, it's for things that didn't exist 10 years ago. That's you're right. right. That's right. And that's where networking comes in, too. If you have some of the technology and uh, skills in various areas and you meet people, you can uh, talk to them and, and learn what they want and get access to uh, career potentials that you wouldn't get if they were just looking at your resume, I don't think. Absolutely. Just getting out there and making those connections. Even though there's so much technology going on, it is still all about people. Mm -hmm. It's all about those connections. One of the most helpful tools that we tell students, uh, and we bring this up every time I get in front of a group, is to try to get them to do something called an informational interview. Hmm. An informational interview is when they are the interviewer. And they should start those as soon as they're freshmen, getting out there and picking dozens of people that may have, I mean, they could be a friend of their parent's friend or whatever, or they could just be their, could be their professor. It could be their professors, uh, somebody that the professor recommends. Just people out there that are kind of working in different kinds of businesses that attract them. You go out there and you spend 20 minutes, ask them for 20 minutes of their time, tell them you're, you're, you're the student and that you've got questions. They'll absolutely do that. You build up those informational interviews, I guarantee you, through the course of your time here at WCSU, you will end up getting internships from some of those. You'll end up getting part-time jobs, perhaps full-time jobs. You never know. But making those connections, you'll at least have a network, and you'll have a lot of great inside information as to how to work things in a particular career field. Right. That's really how to get the most out of your uh, educational career. Right. And if that's not enough, we also have at the Career Center a, a lot of online tools for them to do that. And mm. if they take a look at our website, which is, of course, uh, part of the WCSU website, just click on the Career Success Center, you'll see tons of really amazing tools, things that they can do just from the comfort of their dorm room or their apartment or whatever mm-hmm. they are. So And incur- employers, too. And employers, too. As, absolutely. And they can reach you, anybody can reach you or your office through that Career Success Center button, right? Yes, they can. They can reach me just directly from the website. Uh, Our contact information is on there. I encourage everybody to include our alumni, our students and alumni, and and even staff. We're all welcome to accept uh, their WestCon Works account, Mm -hmm. uh, wc.edu slash WestCon Works. 
Uh, and through there, you do an account. You can even make uh, appointments directly with me online, directly with my staff. Um, I've got two outstanding people that work for me right now. Dr. Tony Cherleglio is in charge of uh, the cooperative education internships as well. He's also the lead for the Macrocosta School of Arts and Science. Mm. So he's definitely expert on all things that school. Uh, and as well as, if you want to get an internship, we manage the CED 297, an internship that can be anywhere from 1 to 12 credits. And uh, you, get cre- you get credit and you get paid for doing mm-hmm. work. So why not do an internship? And we can help you. Uh, please, students, do that. We'd really love to help you. Uh, my associate uh, director is also Ms. Deborah Menente. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Spent a lot of time herself in the media industries and has had a lot of experience in career offices. And she has a wealth of uh, uh, advice and information and support that she gives both to schools. She is my lead for the School of um, uh, School of Professional Studies and as well as visu- Visual and Performing Arts. So she's got uh, kind of the double there. But she's, she can definitely customize, it, and, she, and she does a lot of her sessions directly to the students in those schools that need a little bit of an edge to help them with everything from not only their resumes, but what they think that they want to do and how they want to go about doing it. She's right there with them. So there's no reason for a student or uh, some an organization offering an internship or a co-op or a job to not call you. There's uh, you have you just make it completely easy for them. I we try to do that, and and if uh, yes, absolutely, uh, they can send me an email. They can meet with me. They can uh, go directly. They have they can create an account in Westcon Works and just take jobs off and add them as they need them, come to our career fair. Uh, we do, uh, in the September of every year, we do a career exploration event where we bring in employers just for students that can come as they are, um, which is great. So come in with your backpack, uh, you know, whatever else you want to reveal, uh, just, just come and talk and, and learn. And then, of course, we've got the big career fair, which is on March 28th of this year. So I encourage all students actually to put that on their calendar because mm-hmm. just, yeah, we, we do have two also career fair prep sessions right before that. So you kind of know how to work the career fair. But while you're there, learn, learn. If you're not going to apply for something, at least try to learn and, and get, get, some, get some face time with employers. That can really make the difference. And there's dozens of employers there who are there to talk to students and give information and gather information. And they love it. Mm-hmm. That's why they do it. They love, this area loves WCSU students. So they are here to meet you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's great. I just had one other uh, question about uh, your intelligence career. You know Dr. Chris Cook here on campus? Yes. You may have heard once or twice him saying that he was an intelligence officer in the Army. Yes. And uh, I just wondered if you ever crossed paths on some kind of spy mission. (laughs) No, no. But uh, yes, uh, Dr. Cook was a uh, counterintelligence officer. At least he says he was. He says he was. That's right. right. But you never saw him saying that. You know, I never saw him say that. We definitely were working in some, uh, I think, some different hemispheres at that mm. time. But, um, no, a lot of, uh, uh, I, I tell you, that's not a strange question, though, because the sometimes, even though the military has a lot of people, you'd be surprised. You end up running into people mm-hmm. all over the world, so you never know. There, I've had more than a couple of coincidences where, yes, you find somebody like, I knew that 
person. As a matter of fact, actually, Jennifer O'Brien here in the library, I know her, uh, her, her cousin. Okay. Yeah, O'Brien. Jay O'Brien hmm. was somebody that uh, I used to work with so actually when I was in the Pentagon. So uh, he worked in, he worked training. He was actually worked some major Navy intelligence training, and I was uh, uh, managing some of those things at, at the Pentagon. So, yeah, so it, it happens. <laughs> So are you saying it's possible that Chris Cook's just making all up about his intelligence career? <laughs> I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. We, we've, had, we've had some good conversations about truly uh, what we enjoyed very much about wearing the uniform very proudly and uh, the kinds of people that we met. And, and just uh, you truly learn how to get a job done. And, and and we've we've enjoyed reminiscing about those days, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's what we're here to do here. We're here to get a job done, and, that's right. and I know Chris is doing it, and I know I'm doing it, and I know others here at the campus are doing that, and we look forward to working together to bring to to bring this together for uh, to make sure our students are successful. You are getting that job done. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it here, and I appreciate you coming on this podcast uh, too today for WCSU four one one. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So we just talked to Kathleen Lindemeyer. Now uh, Barbara Viegas is here to talk about what's going on campus. And Barbara and Pete and I uh, were just lamenting how uh, the snowy day here is kind of dragging along and we're um, kind of whining and feeling sorry for ourselves. So yeah. we're going to uh, talk some more about the Career Success Center and how it will help pull you out of the uh, dregs because you go there for um, employment and bettering your life right Barbara yeah yeah it'll get you out of the struggle (laughs) right life is a struggle that's what it was that's our theme for today (laughs) so you have been to the career success center yeah I have actually they were really helpful um I did my internship through them like my first internship actually I didn't know that I was supposed to go through um Casey Jordan because she's the JLA internship advisor so Mm -hmm. if anyone's listening and you're a JLA major go to Casey Jordan because or else you won't get JLA credit which I didn't oh it was so bad because I did six credits like 20 hours or what was it I think it was like 25 I don't remember but I got I did enough for six credits that was going to cover my JLA electives and it didn't because I didn't do it through Casey which whoa yeah so um, you went and begged her and she wouldn't uh, relent yeah she's a She's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were brave to beg her anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. do that. It was pretty upsetting. But I'm doing another internship now, so it's all good. But To get credits? Yeah. So this one's three credits because I have less time. But then I'll have to do more. And it actually ended up working out because eventually, uh, initially I was only thinking of doing one internship or like two maybe. Mm-hmm. But once I spoke to <clears throat> Casey, she was uh, very adamant about how having multiple internships, especially if I want to go in the field of law, is really important um, in any, really in any career path. If you have, because while you're in college, like you're just studying and you're not getting experience, like it's just studies. It's not considered like years of experience, Mm -hmm. I guess. So if you put an internship in at least once a semester or like once a a year, once every two semesters, um, then it really helps your resume because then you can graduate with like four years of experience if you do every semester or like too or that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it actually ended up working out because instead of just like filling that part of my um program sheet it just made me like 
trying to get more internships and stuff. So I'm doing one now too. And what are you, uh, what's your internship? Um, so I, I'm doing an internship with Save a Suit. They're um, a nonprofit organization that helps dress veterans for success. So it's actually really funny. I feel like I'm like reciting like their <laughs> thing because I'm actually in, um, the executive assistant. So like I have to like cold call to like businesses and stuff. And so I have a script and that's exactly what my script is. <laughs> We're a nonprofit organization. <laughs> <laughs> Helping veterans dress for success. <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually really, really cool and a great cause. And do people are receptive? Do they send you suits? Yeah, so actually a lot of people, it's based in Bethel. So we have like this huge, um, like a, a few different like rooms and stuff in this building. And it's just full of clothes that mm. are donated. And it's really cool. I've been there like t- two, three weeks now. And I've already dressed like two veterans and it's like such a fulfilling thing. It's mm. like they come in and like you have already spent like some time picking out their outfits and everything and then you can they can like choose and it's like a really cool experience for them and it's just to get them back up on their feet, you know. Yeah. Like, and they're probably get... nervous too, right? Yeah, so. definitely. Because it's hard to adapt, you know, after yeah. so much time mm-hmm. in the military. And it's cool actually that I learned, um, obviously a veteran is anyone that served like in the military and got honorably discharged and all that. So. I came in thinking like, you know, it's going to be a bunch of like old men like coming in. (laughs) But she talked about how a lot of the veterans are like people my age Mm -hmm. or like 23 or 24 that served their time and they are coming out and they need like, you know, business attire so that they can get new jobs and stuff, start their career. So it's really interesting. That's very cool. Plus you get a network then that you can, when you get out of uh, university, you have people you can rely on and say, hey, I'm looking for work. Yeah, exactly. Very good. You learned everything you needed to know from career services. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but they're really great, too. And and even if you do it through Casey Jordan, like, it's all very similar requirements. Casey's just a mm-hmm. little harder. Yeah. <laughs> Longer essay, that kind of thing. Uh, an essay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's going on this, uh, uh, coming up in the event-wise? Okay, so career services-wise... Um, they always have a lot of really cool events, but right now they're having, um, on February 12th and 14th, it's, um, info sessions. So on the 12th, it's a school of professional studies info session. And on the 14th, it's in, um, the Maricostas school of arts and sciences info session. It's Macrocostas. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Macrocostas. What did I say? Maricostas or something. <laughs> I was trying to read and enunciate. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> anyway. Blame it on the snow. What? Blame it on the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's right. the snow's fault. It's the ice <laughs> under the snow's fault. Yeah, and you snow. didn't get to go to Duncan's today. So. Ugh, yeah, that was the real struggle today. We talked about that earlier. We left, oh, it's just a little snow on my car. And then you go to like wipe it off and it's like hard ice underneath. So Barbara hasn't had her coffee and her donut today. Yeah, so... Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's, that's why it's a struggle. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, they also have a resume workshop on the 14th. Oh, and for the, the 2nd and the 14th, it's in room 127 in Whitehall on Midtown. And on the, on the 12th, it starts at 12.25 p.m. And then on the 14th, it starts at 11.30 a.m. And it's still open to, like, um, any majors, but specifically, like, if, you, if you're mm. in those... those um, schools and it's good for you um and then on the 14th too there's a resume workshop at 1 p.m in room 202 of the midtown student center for students and alumni who have never created a resume or those who want to update an old resume and this is something i'm very passionate about because i recently found out that my resume is not great really like the way i formatted it 
because um, a few friends of mine went to one of their workshops and then they were like, Barbara, can I look at your resume? Like I wanted to like see, like create one so I can bring in something so that they can revise it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure. And it, I guess mine's like super boring. And then they come back and they're like, yours sucks. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like I guess I have to go to a resume workshop. I guess so. Yeah, because I could just like black and white, bold here and there, like italics over there, like <laughs> super basic and I guess that's just boring really that's like, that's that describes my resume too huh. we gotta go together yeah did you go to western did you graduate from western? I got my MBA here yeah oh so you're alumni that's right you and can you can go back to the career services uh, success center for the rest of your life if you're an alum right yeah that's crazy when you told me that I couldn't believe it <laughs> that's insane like I'll come back here when I'm like about to retire and be like I want to be something else right I want to work part-time now in retirement <laughs> yeah. right that's awesome cool um, yeah, so kids that have the parents that graduated from Western, like, tell them, you know, if anyone's right. having a struggle, <laughs> exactly. feel free to come to the Career Service Center mm-hmm. if you graduated Western. Um, <clears throat> okay, on the 20th of February, there's an interview workshop, also through Career Service Center, at noon from two th- at noon in room 213 of the Westside Campus Center. So it's going to cover how to prepare for upcoming interviews, what to expect, the day of and strategies for fielding questions and important follow-ups for interviews and stuff like that. And I hate that I'm just saying so many stories, but like this is also so important because when I when I um, interviewed for Save a Suit, mm-hmm. I I don't know I didn't expect them to interview me because it's like such a small nonprofit and like I don't know I just was like oh we're just gonna like talk it's not gonna be like a legit interview. Right, and, and you when could I, walk in and they would take you. Yeah, and right. like they like talk to you and stuff. It's gonna be casual, but I sat down. And they were like, all right, let's get started. And like, they took, like, this, he took, like, this, like, uh, this uh, binder out with, like, all these things. And, and then he was like, what are your three weaknesses? And I was like, I have never thought of that. Like, I, like, how can you think of three weaknesses? Like, of course, like, I can think of any weaknesses, but I don't want to tell him. Like, right. I don't want to be like, oh, sometimes I'm scatterbrained. Don't hire me. Like, that's the problem with that question. You're yeah. right. So I also didn't want to be that kind of person that's like, I care too much. I work too hard. <laughs> that's usually what people say. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah, that was tough, but got through it, got hired, thankfully. But yeah. <laughs> important maybe I should have gone to the interview workshop yeah you should have that's right these are real world problems <laughs> <laughs> okay um, internship information session on the 22nd it's a Thursday at 1 p.m. in room 212 on the west side campus center so pretty self-explanatory information about internships yep um, and then on the 26th they have a branding workshop offered as a part of career week at noon from two in room 202 of the midtown Student Center. Everybody has their own brand, right? Yeah. I, I never thought of this. Like a branding. Yeah. Workshop. That's who you are. You I'm scatterbrained, but I work hard. <laughs> True that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then the 27th, there's the Ansel School of Business session. So after, we're kind of later in the game, but it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. as before. And then again, a resume workshop on that day too. And then a LinkedIn workshop, which again is very interesting because I have I don't have a LinkedIn. Yeah. And I always thought that I should. And then some people say, oh, you don't need it. And then some people say, oh my God, you have to have it. So, but I recently found out that a lot of people, especially again in the nonprofit thing, the, the founder was talking to me about how... Um, Obviously, like when you graduate, everyone you get offers through LinkedIn, and I never thought of that. I always wondered, like people say, like, oh, I had so many offers after college, and I was like, do they contact you? Do you like 
what happens. Like, right. I, I'm just, you know, don't know everything. So I recently found out that, like, LinkedIn is the pretty much, like, base of that. And they'll find you through LinkedIn, is, which is awesome. So I yeah. have to get on that and you make one. Definitely. Before you graduate, you definitely do. Yeah. So... A lot of things that Barbara has to do before she graduates. <laughs> the Career Services Center will be helpful in doing so. So you want to talk about the sports? Oh, yeah. That's right. It's almost the end of the basketball season now for men and women. So you, if you want to get a game, you got to go pretty soon. On February 7th, Wednesday, women play Rhode Island College at 530 over on the West Side Campus in the... In the um, gym there and then at 7 30 the men play rhode island college that should be pretty easy wins for both westcon teams because who's ever heard of rhode island college <laughs> so uh, it makes it more fun when they win too yeah definitely and then there's only a couple more games after that and then the uh, playoffs start so this would be a good time to go check it out yeah it should be fun they're yeah. close to the end right yep yeah two more games after this wow well Better go and cheer them on. That's right. Soon it's going to be over. And as we heard on this podcast with the coach and a couple of players, they've been doing this high women's coach. They've been doing this high octane uh, game the whole season, and they score over 100 points most of the time. Sometimes it's like 119 to 118, and they haven't won every game, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Or Westcon. That's right. We're all Westcon now. Yeah. Can I give my opinion? Yes, please. So I used to be a cheerleader, obviously. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. But I I spoke to some of the cheerleaders when we switched over, and it's so difficult to, like, go from, like, go Western to go Westcon. Like, Westcon, W-E-S-G-C-O-N-N, like, instead of Western, you know? So I thought it was, like, really funny that, like, I didn't think of it initially, and then when I spoke to the cheerleaders, I was like, wow, that sucks. All of your cheers are different. (laughs) I don't think anyone else thought of that either. Yeah, so feel bad for the cheerleaders. They started fresh. Yeah, they should go talk, complain to the president, John Clark, because he's the one who said, why do we call ourselves Western? We should be Westcon. And that's why we are Westcon again now. Yeah, I don't know. They should do a cheer for him. Forever Western in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, too. We'll do that. (laughs) Yeah, but I just, we just started a new club, too, on campus. Um, I just, it's not me specifically. I didn't start it myself, but a bunch of us started um, Westcon Without Borders, and we had to name it Westcon, not Western Without Borders. Good for you. So, yeah. What does that mean? Um, So, actually, it's kind of, it's a club about, like, advocacy uh, for mostly right now our focus is undocumented students Mm -hmm. because we don't really have a club, I think. I mean, I'm almost positive that we don't have a club at all um, in, like, just for undocumented students. And uh, it actually started, it, like, began through um, the Undocu Ally Task Force Mm -hmm. with faculty and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was, I sat on that task force because I was part of student government. And it became, like, so evident to me that it's such a huge issue and that we didn't have a lot of student involvement. So uh, me and uh, Lorraine, I don't remember her last name, but she's a faculty member. She's new. Hmm. Um, and a few, just her and I mostly, and then we just got some more students and everything involved, um, trying to start a student club, like a kind of like a branch out of the Undocu Ally Task Force. But now it's kind of become like this really, I mean, we're, we're not technically a club yet because we haven't turned in our forms, but we're trying hmm. to like get the ball rolling. Um, but we're really in favor of like, we went to Club Carnival and it's kind of just about advocating for minority groups, um, undocumented students, people of color, um, like gay straight alliances kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like anything that puts 
any student inside a border of what they should be. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be WestCon with borders. We want to be WestCon without borders. That's cool. And that's kind of what it's about. Right now we're focusing on undocumented students because a lot of the procedures and stuff with like um, financial aid and all of that, like it's just very dark and skewed. Like undocumented students don't really understand and they mm-hmm. don't have resources to like get that information, especially through the school. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... It's really cool. I have like a cool story about that too, but we're kind of, it's kind of long, so I don't know. (laughs) We'll talk about it next time, all right? Yeah, definitely. Good. Excellent. Thanks for your time today, Barbara. Yeah, thanks. Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, Did either of you figure out between last time and this time what gluten is? (laughs) No. Oh God, no. (laughs) Wow. I'll Google it. I have no idea. It has something to do with wheat. Gluten. And what were we talking about is gluten and cheese, I oh, guess Oh, yeah, we pizza. Said. The right. gluten-free... Gluten is a substance present in cereal grains, especially wheat, that is responsible for elastic texture of dough. A mixture of two proteins has caused illnesses in people with celiac disease. There you go. So it wouldn't be in cheese. Yeah, that's the lactose thing. But there's something they put in uh, non-wheat flour, like almond flour, that helps it uh, stick together like that. What's it called? Oh, we'll have to do it next. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Do a little really tutorial for next like, year. Yeah. The saga continues. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. What is gluten? Thank you for bringing Can that up, Pete. Oh, I couldn't let it go. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad because I can't have pizza. Why? It's gluten. Well, you're not gluten. Uh, no, I said they. Oh, they can. can't. Yeah. Thankfully, I can have pizza. They have rice-based, or there's cauliflower-based uh, crust I've yeah. seen it oh my god actually yeah I've totally eaten that um my boyfriend's sister like is totally like a, a foodie <laughs> and, yeah. and she had like this cauliflower like thing and then she put it in and it turned into like a little pizza so that's good right I've seen it I it didn't uh, decided not to eat it <laughs> it's actually really good it kind of it kind of tastes like similar really yes all right I'll oh. try it <laughs> be a foodie Paul <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm actually the foodie for for West for SGA apparently. Really, the pre- Carlos, the president, he um, said when we were doing our planning our retreat for this weekend um, or next weekend, he was like, "Let Barbara pick the food because she's the foodie." <laughs> like, yes. Wow, and there's a lot of SGA people too, like yeah. 40, right? Well, out of the E board at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Not that special. <laughs> okay, so next week we'll also find out what the E boards ha- or the SGAs having at their retreat for food. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe. I actually, it's next week. So our retreat is next Friday. So oh, okay. after our podcast. So the following one we'll talk about. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Boy, okay. now we have two weeks lined up. Wow. That's always Look good. At us. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> the mood has lightened. We're no longer. Uh, We're not in the rut. Yeah. We're exactly. out of the struggle. <laughs> Life's no longer a struggle. All right, I'm going to go get my dog with now. <laughs> All right. All right. See you next week. Bye, Paul. Thank Thanks. you.